W263AI Murfreesboro. W270AF Murfreesboro. WGNS Murfreesboro. This is FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's Place the Talk. Stand by, Rutherford County. The WGNS Action Line continues a search for truth. Welcome back in, and this is the Action Line right now, 8-11 the time, as we thank you for joining us this morning, whether you're listening on that handy-dandy app or perhaps online. Maybe you're just checking us out on the old radio. We thank you for being part of the broadcast this morning, and uh, as we welcome in our first two guests for the Action Line this morning, it's Rachel Singer and Thomas Laird from Murfreesboro Parks and Rec, and they're uh, two of the assistant directors. Guys, good morning. Good morning. morning. Thank you for uh, hanging out with us this morning, getting up bright and early, but I suppose for the uh, Parks and Rec crew, this isn't that early. You guys are early birds most of the days. Most days. (laughs) Early in the morning, late in the evenings. <laughs> All righty. Well, thank you guys for hanging out with us a little bit as we can take a peek into what's been happening this year and uh, maybe preview 2021 a little bit as well. <laughs> well, we're excited about 2020. <laughs> 2020 and, uh, wasn't quite as exciting as we had hoped. So. And I, and I got to imagine a lot of the services and things that you guys are, are normally uh, putting out there for the community, a lot of that kind of shrunk this year a little bit. Talk about that briefly. How has that been challenging? I know that's probably got to be motivating to see those people in there every day because that's, that's who you're doing this for. And Right. It's, it's, of course, it's been a challenge. Uh, you know, the number one goal was to keep everyone safe uh, but still provide the services to the general public. So most all of our facilities are open with restrictions. Uh, Sportscom, Patterson Park, McFadden Community Center, the Adams Tennis Complex, uh, the Wilderness Station at Barfield Park. Everything is open. You know, you may notice uh, plexiglass in places, and our our there's a mask mandate, of course, countywide. Uh, but we're we found ways to operate safely. And I have to commend our staff. They've really come together, and uh, they're creative thinkers to begin with. But when presented with this challenge, they really uh, embraced it and overcome those challenges so that our our facilities and uh, uh, amenities were open to the public so uh, big kudos to the parks and recreation staff for their hard work absolutely anything you want to add to that rachel and, and the great thing is you know to to find a silver lining during 2020 in general is that the park attendance has just skyrocketed because people were trying to find ways to be safe and to be outdoors and um you know that's what we're here for is to be able to provide that for the community and um that was you know that was exciting and presented its own challenges but we were so glad to be able to offer that to the community and um and it was great to see people outside recreating um it's gotten a little chillier now and some of the numbers have gone down a little bit, but it's amazing how, you know, like attendance is still up in our outdoor parks, too. So what are some of the things that, that have been available, and has there been anything that hasn't been available for our listeners that maybe we can look and say next next year, maybe we can we can get back to it? 
Yeah. So um, again, like we're really focusing on our outdoor stuff and we do have the outdoor Murfreesboro division and, and that's their, their main objective is to get people outside. Uh, so this was a perfect opportunity for them to kind of add and um, to see what the niches were for the community and to be able to offer that. Um, so, so all year long, you know, they've been providing hikes and interpretive programs, which we always have done that, but they, again, you know, to commend the staff, they really were creative and being able to provide opportunities for the community, but still doing it safe um, and looking at the numbers and, you know, which way they can do that. So um, this winter, we've got some outdoor hikes coming up um, that our that our outdoor staff is going to lead. Um, and I can talk about that later if you want me to. Wonderful, wonderful. And Thomas, you had uh, some things you wanted to talk about uh, for 2021, some things right well, around the corner. Share that with us. Well, we've got an uh, exciting new announcement that we are building a new playground uh, at Barfield Crescent Park. We received a a grant through Blue Cross Blue Shield uh, and this will be actually our second inclusive playground. Uh, When I say inclusive uh, that means the the design of the playground is uh, is intended for every everyone users Uh, not so much as uh, your typical playground does have transition zones and and uh, is technically uh, handicap accessible Mm -hmm. Uh, but these new playgrounds which are all inclusive uh, really do embrace that everyone can participate we've got the miracle league playground which is extremely popular at uh, sportscom uh, and we built that a few years ago and we've just seen a huge increase in participation and uh, the public just loves it Uh, and it truly is uh, an inclusive environment where anyone uh, can participate. So now we're excited about the Blue Cross Blue Shield playground that will go in at Barfield. Uh, Barfield Park is 20 years old this year, uh, which is hard to <laughs> believe. I, I started with the department. That was my first assignment. So now 20 years later, uh, we're replacing the large playground at Barfield Crescent Park uh, with this new uh, playground It's uh, from Game Time. And it's really an awesome uh, playground with features uh, I think everyone will enjoy uh, from uh, those that are, are with special needs uh, up to your teenagers. So uh, that's it. Excited. It's, uh, I believe, about a $750,000 playground. So it'll be one of our nicest playgrounds within the city. Excellent. And when can we expect that? Is it well, just sometime next year? Well, we're hoping we're hoping to have it in by the summer. So Wonderful. Uh, the grant was uh, acquired, and, and we're working now. Uh, the good thing is Blue Cross Blue Shield utilizes their contractors and their folks, so the bid process will be expedited, and, and we'll be able to get started much quicker. But uh, it's hard starting projects in the winter. We've got a, a major project going on at Siegel Park right now, but it's kind of been a a stall process where when the weather is good they can continue working but uh real quickly there it's at richard siegel park we are converting eight uh natural grass fields to synthetic turf fields uh and then putting an indoor structure over one of those so we'll have a ninety thousand square foot indoor uh, practice facility and also building some some uh, office space there we've partnered with the tennessee state soccer association uh and so that partnership will will provide for player development and uh, uh, just increased opportunities there at Siegel Park. And as far as maintenance goes, I've I've always been curious. As far as regular grass and turf, is there more or less maintenance? Well, natural grass is, is definitely a lot more maintenance. There's a lot more uh, things that have to be fertilized. Grass has to be mowed, you know, two or three times a week. Mm-hmm. Uh, where turf, there is a little bit of maintenance. Uh, the idea there is you've got to keep the grass standing up. Uh, so there's infill the rubber pellets that go in. Uh, 
that gets redistributed during play, so we have to go in and uh, broom it back in or, or add more filler, uh, but it's significantly lower than what a natural grass field was. So that will help us on maintenance costs, uh, and plus the playability. We'll be playing all year long with, with the exception of lightning. I think that's the, really the only way we, we, we're not able to play, whereas natural grass, of course, we have to protect that when it's wet. Wonderful, wonderful. And Rachel, Rachel, you're talking about some of these winter outdoor hikes. If you'd like to share some more about that about us, I think uh, that's that's pretty neat. And, you know, the, the weather holds off. Days like today, I think, are great hike days when that sun's out. So tell us about that. They are. Um, it's one of my favorite times of year to just get outside and hike and kind of see the lay of the land, you know, with all the, the leaves off the trees. So it really is a, a magical time to be outside. Um, and I encourage people that maybe this year is the first year they've really started venturing out into our parks and seeing what is available um, just to keep it up and um, go go through the winter, even if it seems chilly. Once you get out there and start hiking, um, your body warms up. And um, like I said, it's just it's really a magical time out there. Um, so Outdoor Murfreesboro, which is housed at the Wilderness Station, um, they have a couple of hikes coming up out there. And uh, the first one is called Winter Wonderland, and it's hike and cocoa sipping. Um, so they're going to encourage people to come out. Um, they're going to hike some of the, the trails at Barfield with a guide. And um, it'll be about two and a half miles and along the way, you know, there'll be some time for interpretation of landforms and trees and whatnot. So um, that one is $3 a person or $10 for the family. And it's going to be offered twice, January 3rd and February 7th from 1 until 3. So come on out, check that out. Um, Another hike we have coming up in January is the Marble Plains Loop Trail. Now, this one is not at Barfield, um, so we're going to travel to Tim's Ford Lake, um, and then we're going to meet there on site. We're not doing transportation yet, um, but that is something that we do offer and look forward to getting back to that, um, where they can just meet at the Wilderness Station and head over together. But this one, we're going to ask that you meet us there. Um, it is January 9th from 10 until 1. But uh, our Wilderness Station guide will meet you and kind of do the same thing, be able to, to guide you through that. And then the third one we have is a Radnor Lake hike, and that's up towards the Nashville area. Again, we're going to ask that people meet us there. Um, it's about a five-mile hike, and it is January 23rd from 10 until 2. But if you're interested in finding out the dates and the times, um, of these hikes, if you want to go to MurfreesboroParks.com, all of the information is listed there under our rec connection, and um, you can also call the Wilderness Station, too, for more information. But like I said, these are great opportunities, especially if you're new to hiking or you just want to meet some other people um, to get out and kind of in an organized fashion and, um, you know, feel safe. So I encourage it. It'll be a good time. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. And that's, uh, you know, when people are cooped up, as, as a lot of us have been for chunks of the year, getting out and soaking in that sun and sweating a little bit and getting in nature, I think, is uh, is one of the best ways to help out with that. So It is. I it's a great time for wildlife viewing also. You know, the animals are a lot easier to see, the birds. Um, sometimes you can see some mammals, um, you know, kind of skipping through the woods. So it, it is a fun time. Very cool. Very cool. Our guest this morning as we talk with Murfreesboro Parks and Rec is uh, two of their assistant directors, Rachel Singer and Thomas Laird. We had a listener question pop up, then we're going to take a quick time out. Uh, there were 
asking, and this is a, a question for Thomas about the uh, all-inclusive playgrounds. Mm-hmm. How many of those are there around Murfreesboro? I may not have an exact number on that, but is this a new idea? Because the listener and myself included, I, I had not uh, heard as much about that. Well, we started with the playground at um, uh, the Miracle Field Park there at uh, Sportscom. I believe it was 2016 when we actually opened that. Uh, and that was the first all-inclusive. When I say all-inclusive, that means there's elements designed for uh, youth in, of all abilities. Uh, so with that playground, for example, we have what we call a roller table. Uh, kids with cochlear implants can't go down slides because of the static electricity, so that allows them to have that rolling or that sliding sensation uh, by rolling over the toe. And so things like that are taken into consideration with it all-inclusive, whereas all of our playgrounds are ADA uh, compliant, meaning that uh, they meet those standards. But a lot of places where uh, there's mulch and they call it engineered mulch mm-hmm. uh, it's not it's ideal for wheelchairs or or people with uh, mobility devices uh, whereas the all-inclusive playground doesn't have those barriers uh, there's transition zones to where play is seamless uh, and kids of all abilities are able to do that so now we'll have two so far and our goal is as we ch- change out playgrounds a lot of our playgrounds are hitting that 20-year mark which is uh, usually the long the life of the playground as we change those out we're trying to make them all inclusive uh, the city's really made a push uh, to try to to be more inclusive uh, for example the golf course uh, just got a, uh, a all-inclusive golf cart so someone who is in a wheelchair uh, will be able to play around the golf it has a swivel seat and uh, uh, actuators actually lifts you up puts you in position to hit the ball uh, so we're excited about that uh, that's really going to help out with our Special Olympics program and, and some of our uh, inclusive programming as well. Well, that's absolutely wonderful. I, I love the idea, and I think the listener uh, kind of triggered a question of my own. I was going to ask you about that off the air, um, but I love the idea, and I think that's a, a cool way to kind of move forward with uh, with future building. Right. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, we have a, a really big special needs community here in Murfreesboro and uh, uh, outside of Special Olympics up until – you know a few years ago uh there was not a lot of offering so we've really been working uh of course this past year has kind of put us back a step uh but we introduced a program called advantage sports uh where kids of all abilities uh participate in and bat we did basketball last year and our goal is to do all your traditional sports throughout the year uh, but those kids are are able to partner with high school players uh, and they go through a lot of the drills a lot of the activities so they get that similar experience both socially uh, as well as physically Uh, and then of course we have the miracle league which has been huge widely popular uh, where the kids play baseball and you know we have the miracle field itself that that is a rubberized surface field so uh, mobility devices and stuff uh, can move around it easily uh, so if no one's if anyone's ever been out to Miracle Field or haven't been out there on a Saturday in the spring or fall, uh, it truly is a, a life changing experience. Uh, the joy and, uh, and and even the the high school athletes that work with with these kids, it, it's you can see that it's it's creating a better culture, a more inclusive culture within our community. Absolutely, and it's it's crazy to think the uh, maybe the first playground, you know, how far it's come with. Um, some of these ideas you're right. sharing, and just you know some of the some of the little details they're uh, really focusing in on. So, uh, absolutely love that. Eight twenty-five, the time right now, and uh, we'll be right back with Rachel Singer and Thomas Laird. We're going to continue to answer those listener questions as well. Some good ones so far. 
So uh, make sure to send those to us. Text us at 615-893-1450, or if you could give us a call. But uh, if you're driving, keep that phone in your pocket. We don't want anybody calling or texting while they're driving. So 35 degrees right now, 826. We'll be right back. As cold and flu season approaches, one of the best things that you can do to give somebody who is sick is a quart of Demas's chicken and rice soup. This is Peter Demas with Demas Family of Restaurants. This soup is my grandmother's recipe, and we have used this soup in order to help our family whenever we are sick. Just gives us a good comfort feeling. One of the things that you can also do is you can now ship that soup anywhere across the United States, and you can order that soup online at demasfamilykitchen.com. In this season of giving, don't forget to give to your pet. Here at Animal City, we would love to help you with your pet needs. Your small animals might prefer a larger living space. Your reptiles might like some new decor. And your other pets might like some new toys to keep them entertained. Right now, all of our Animal City departments are overflowing with new and exciting toys. Dog toys, bird toys, cat toys, we have them all. This is Amanda from Animal City. Come do business with Animal City at 919 Northwest Broad Street in Murfreesboro. If you're looking around your home and it's looking like it's time to update, we can do anything as far as painting, new flooring, anything that you're looking for. If you can dream it, we can turn it into reality. They already did a great job on our bathroom, so when we decided to redo the playroom, Farrah Construction was the only one we called. This is Ron Hall with Farrah Construction. 615-893-6120. That's Fair Construction Company. News Radio WGNS is all about saving you money. Hear Clark Howard weekdays 11 to 1, Dave Ramsey 1 to 4, then Financial Coaching Radio at 4. Welcome back in, 828 the time, and... Uh, well, a little bit chilly. We came in this morning at 37. We are down to 35. A lot of sun. Lots of sun, which is uh, which is helpful. Our guests this morning are Rachel Singer and Thomas Laird from the Murfreesboro Parks and Rec. And uh, they're both a couple assistant directors, so uh, they can answer mostly all questions. They have been brave enough to come on here and uh, take some listener questions and uh, give us a few minutes this morning. So if you have any questions on Murfreesboro Parks and Rec, anything uh, you're curious about or just want to tell them they're doing a good job, call us and say hello. That number six one five eight nine three fourteen fifty. Uh, wanted to talk to you guys about this. Is something that uh, I, I kind of brought up this week, and then wanted to make sure to ask you about. Uh, one of the great resources is some of these public pools. Some of these public pools we have, and just to clarify for the listeners, and you know, this has been a tough year. We we talked about many of the things you guys have been able to kind of keep open and um, keep things flowing. Where are we at with the pools? Well, Sportscom indoor pool is open, okay. uh, and of course where we have uh, uh, classes, we've we've had to downsize the classes, of course, to to maintain social distancing. Uh, we we have limited times when we do have lap swim and uh, various activities, but for the most part, the, the outdoor or indoor pool is open there at Sportscom for lap swim, water exercise. Uh, we understand that that's vital to some people's health and, and you know, especially we have some seniors uh, where mobility within the water helps really uh, relieve the, the stress on their joints and allows them to exercise without that uh, the 
pounding that walking or, or jogging things like that do so uh, we're doing our best to keep that open we do ask that everyone be patient sometimes availability is maybe not as uh, it's at that exact time but uh, if they'll call and uh, you know check in with the staff they always work with them and we try to get time for everyone to, have, to be in the pool uh, our indoor pool at Patterson is almost ready right right it is almost ready um it was it went under a major project this year and I mean honestly it's it was a good time to do it it was on the books anyway but um you know with the pandemic hitting um it it was just a great time to to go ahead and and do this project so it's a um they have installed a new dehumidity um structure in there um they've had to you know, drain the pool. We're going to do some pool repairs on that. But Patterson has a beautiful indoor pool, and it'll be up running pretty soon. So um, looking forward to that. And the dehumidity um, tool, I guess, would be a word for it. What is that doing exactly? I'm, I'm thinking when you're in, like, a pool room and it's kind of stuffy, but it's also refreshing because you're in the water, is this going to create more of a, a cooler atmosphere? It, it will. I mean, you'll still have that pool feel to it for sure. But, um, it, you know, it was just kind of causing some issues with our equipment there. Um, and so we just needed to upgrade, um, and it's going to help run things better. Wonderful, wonderful. And you mentioned with Sportscom, I, I think you can tell our listeners are ready for summer. Uh, some of the questions coming in, talking about the greenway and the pool and things like that. Um, you mentioned, though, at uh, Sportscom, um, for folks who, who are able to go in there and swim laps and walk and that, you mentioned classes. Are those going to be coming up this next year as well? We or do. do we stand there? Uh, we do have a, we, we have a full variety of exercise classes. You can look it up in our uh, Rec Connection online, uh, MercerworldParks.com, uh, or go by or stop by a call sport come they can inform you on what classes are available but uh, some of our more popular classes like general joints uh, is continuing Uh, we have expanded some of our areas for some of our other exercise uh, programs Uh, we've also got a really nice piece of new piece of equipment there at sportscom in the weight room called a smith machine uh, and that basically just brings free weights uh, to to the public for use uh, where we never had that before now uh, it's in a controlled environment where uh, it's much safer than the standard bench press and barbell uh, but it does allow users to to experience free weights Uh, so we're doing everything we can to keep things open and we encourage people to come out to be safe uh, you know and and it's it's really a personal choice of what they feel comfortable with uh, we have a lot of users that don't feel safe yet, so we've been doing some online stuff as well. Uh, uh, Allison Davison's done a wonderful job with bringing those classes to people at home through virtual uh, programming. So check us out. Whatever your situation is, we have something for everyone, I think. Wonderful. Before we get to the next question, uh, if you could briefly explain that virtual uh, class, that virtual right. teaching, uh, the workouts, how does that look? Uh, well, basically, they uh, our instructors have a they, they set up uh, an iPad where they film. Uh, it goes on our Facebook Live, uh, so it's on the uh, Sportscom Facebook page, and you can go back and look at the videos in your own time, uh, or you can watch them live. But basically, the instructor films the class, so you can can go along with the. Uh, instructors and with the rest of the class at home so very cool mm-hmm. very cool i know many of us just need that person that looking at him right. saying, come on exactly. one more one more one more don't stop <laughs> keep going uh that's wonderful though so um 
Any any plans on? I know you mentioned a lot of the fitness classes involving pool. Mm-hmm. Any kind of pool safety, learning to swim, that kind of thing expected uh, next year that our listeners could take advantage. Well, of? we haven't started our swim lessons back yet, but we hope to be able to start those and in, in sometime this spring. Wonderful. Once uh, you know restrictions reduced a little more, uh, because there's a lot of interaction mm-hmm. uh, between instructors and swimmers. But we will be starting back, and then we'll also have a lifeguard training class for. Uh, teenagers or those looking to get a lot of times it's their first job uh, so we offer a, a class where they can be certified as a lifeguard and then that's usually right before we do hiring for the summer so hopefully this summer we'll have our outdoor pool open and and both our pools uh, we we employ roughly 70 lifeguards throughout the summer uh, between the three pools so wonderful definitely opportunities for the young people (laughs) and speaking maybe on past years because you know this year uh, a lot of those things not able to take place but uh, what does that program look like as far as length and and age groups and things like that i remember when uh, this is one of those memories you never forget the first time you get put in a pool to learn to swim Um, any any idea anything we could uh, share with the listeners on how that might look next year when we get back to it right once we get back it's usually a, a three or four uh, night class and sometimes that that's put into a week or it's broke up over two or three weeks uh, but they'll come in and do a lot of uh, in the water training uh, they'll do a lot of classroom training CPR AED first aid uh, but it you can look through our rec connection we should start advertising in, in our next edition that's usually in February or March uh, going into the summer and like I said, they can contact Sportscom or, or our aquatics department for any uh, any further information. They haven't set it up yet, uh, but hopefully those classes will start February and March. Wonderful, wonderful. And, Rachel, I wanted to ask you a little bit about the Greenway. Uh, I told you I got a bike, so I'm going to be listening with all of our listeners here. Uh, what is available for mountain biking, for road biking? I know there's just a plethora of routes and miles to take and uh, talk about that a little bit another another great thing we have here that uh, you guys offer yeah sure the the greenway is really a gem in murfreesboro we're super proud of it um, it follows the west fork of the stones river through much of the city so we're up to a little over 15 miles of paved greenway trail um, and you're able to access that at several trailheads we have uh, 15 trailheads currently um, and we've redone all of our maps and working on redoing our signage so so for those users that are, are regulars on it, they're going to see a facelift. Um, and just to get everything up to um, accurate, I would say. But um, that's because we just opened um, phase four of the Stones River Greenway. And um, that is a beautiful section. It ends or begins, however you want to look at it, at Barfield Crescent Park and follows um, the Stones River down towards kind of the middle of town. So that new section is three miles. Um, And those of you that are familiar with it will link into Cason Lane Trailhead. So lots of amenities throughout the trailheads, anything from playgrounds to pavilions, restrooms, water fountains, interpretive signage. It's it's great out there. It's it's beautiful. So um, I encourage people to go out and look at that. All of our um, maps are online as well. Um, And you can use the QR code and find out your mileage. So we've made it as easy as possible for those of you keeping track of mileage. Um, to get your workouts in and just to try to you know figure out some new trailheads and how they link in so um, it's it's a great area we're really proud of it Um, so feel free that's that's for road bikes um, and and it gets used quite a bit Uh, then we 
also have our mountain bike trails, and that's also at Barfield Crescent Park. It's on the back side of the park, though, um, and it actually has a separate trailhead from um, from the park itself. You would go out on 231 and then come in on Hemlock Drive. So, again, our maps are up, and you would be able to find that easily. But um, once you get to the mountain bike trailhead, there's close to nine miles of mountain bike trails, they, I'm not a mountain biker, but I have heard over and over again that it's a pretty technical course, um, and that's just due to the terrain at Barfield. Lots of rocks, lots of elevation, um, but people are having fun. They're being challenged out there for sure. We do have a, a beginner, intermediate, and advanced trails, um, and again, the signage is, um, we have a new signage package going in, um, so you should be able to navigate those trails quite easily and, um, you know, be able to, to figure out the trail system back and there. It has been recommended, even for your beginning mountain bikers, to, to try the beginner trail first to get a feel for the terrain and stuff because it is very technical uh, on the advanced trail. So. Wonderful. Absolutely. <laughs> a lot of people are uh, in their head. They're great mountain bikers, but they've not necessarily experienced that type of terrain, the mm-hmm. rocks, and the, the. So we highly recommend making a run through the beginner trail first, get a feel for things, and then uh, hit the advanced level. You'll do a lot of pushing if not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Rachel Singer and Thomas Laird are guest assistant directors with the Murfreesboro Parks and Rec Department. Uh, Thomas, you've said you've been with these guys for 20 years. Can you speak on the growth of the Greenway? Do you remember what it started oh. off like and, and how it's gotten to where it's at? Was that the goal right. initially, was to make it this big? Right. I, I think so. I remember I remember when we were so excited when it hit 13 miles. Uh, this was before the North Greenway added. Uh, and we, we kept talking, you know, in the future, in the future, uh, you'll be able to get on to the Greenway at Thompson Lane Trailhead, ride your bike uh, eight, 15 miles, uh, camp out for the night and ride back to another 15 miles and never leave the city limits. And very few cities have that opportunity and have that. Uh, but the growth in the city in general, when I first started here, the population of Murfreesboro was about 76,000 people. Uh, and I'm willing to wager when the new census comes out, we're going to hit uh, 140 plus, uh, I would think. So it's almost doubled in those 20 years. Uh, but the park department has grown with the population. We have a lot of new parks uh, that we didn't have back then. Uh, Barfield Crescent Park was built in 2000. Uh, since then, we've built the Adams Tennis Complex. We've built Patterson Park. We've built the Richard Siegel Soccer Complex. Uh, so we've continued to add. Uh, and some things that we're really working on doing is trying to improve the the condition of the parks we have now so we've got a lot of renovation projects a lot of things that we're doing in-house uh, we just recently put new volleyball standards at the uh, outdoor sand volleyball courts at sportscom uh, we added new uh, disc golf baskets at the disc golf course at barfield crescent park uh, of course playgrounds are being renovated and and so we're we're trying to keep up with the existing facilities we've renovated mcfadden community center uh, so a lot of things have gone on but we've grown as well so uh, we're hoping at some point we're going to add another regional park with the west park we've had a lot of talk about that uh, and hopefully that's going to come in the next five to ten years to help complement the the system and you had mentioned some uh, new baskets for the disc golf course one of the things i uh, find neat there is that's something i'll do from time to time but like you mentioned with the beginners for the mountain bikes if you've never disc golf before getting into the woods and and getting lost back there and losing right. your frisbees is easy, uh, but there's a a nine and an eighteen, and the nine's a little easier, kind of for a beginner. Yes, the when the park was built, the the 
designers and the engineers that built the park, they built the front nine uh, that was basically essentially was a ball golf course design that was converted to feet instead of yards. Uh, it was fairly wide open. But since then, uh, we have a very vibrant disc golf community, and the club members and stuff have all jumped in. They've, they've helped plant trees. Uh, they've added the back nine tee pads. Uh, and so now there's a full 18-hole course there. Uh, but there's also the, the most unique part about our the disc golf course here in Murfreesboro uh, is that it's handicap accessible, the front nine is, which is one of only two uh, courses in the nation uh, that are actually handicap accessible. And we get some complaints about uh, some of the golfers that come in because there's concrete around the actual basket itself. Uh, but once they understand what that's for and why, mm-hmm. uh, com- you know, they, they adjust their game to account for it. Uh, and are much more accepting of it. But uh, we're really proud that uh, we're able to offer disc golf, and, and I've, we've had a, a couple of folks in wheelchairs that play around, uh, and they certainly appreciate that. Mm-hmm. So uh, we have plans to add another course on the north end of town. We're hoping that materializes in the next year or so uh, to try to add to that because when the pandemic hit, the Greenway exploded, uh, but the disc golf course did too, as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of high school age, college age uh, people, started playing and uh, the according to the professional disc golf association uh almost a, a third more players now participating than there was prior to the pandemic because that was one of the few things during the lockdowns that was one of the few things that was open so yeah. people thought well hey we'll go give it a try it's free uh, you need one disc to to play and you can get that there at the wilderness station uh, and then most people once they play it once uh, they're hooked and they wind up having three or four discs after a little while. It, it is a lot of fun. That's something I've, I've gone back and forth on and, and played a number of times. It is it is a lot of fun, and it's a good social distancing activity because right. you and one other guy can stay apart. And, Absolutely. Um, you know, so that's good. We're going to take one more quick timeout, guys. Right now, 8.43 the time, and our guest this morning from Murfreesboro Parks and Rec, Rachel Singer and Thomas Laird. And we have some interesting listener questions coming up uh, on the other end of this break, so stay right here. WGNS Radio on our website and Alexa or Google devices. Search WGNS Radio for on-demand podcasts in iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Plus, we have direct links to podcasts at WGNSRadio.com. Hi, this is Gator with Tire World Off-Road. We're your local rough country dealer. So when you're ready to add some character to your rig, ask for Gator at Tire World Off-Road on Memorial Boulevard. This is Sean Brown at Tire World on Broad Street. Online at TireWorld.us. Old friends, new name, better together, as First National Bank of Murfreesboro transforms into Capstar Bank, our focus is on you. We're entering a new generation of banking in Rutherford County, but we'll always remain a community bank with local people you trust and uniquely exceptional service you deserve. We're at 2230 Mercury Boulevard, capstar.com. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. 
Mostly sunny skies here this afternoon with a high into the mid-50s. Winds out of the north around 5 to 10 miles per hour. Tonight, increasing clouds alone near 35. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 35. Charlie's put in pretty decent shape coming down on 24 and they're running a ton of radar and we're watching them right now write somebody a ticket here on 24 westbound near Ellaville Road slow it down still looks good however on 24 as you continue up through the construction there Hickory Hollow Parkway towards Nashville again just slow it down to cater your next holiday party call Princess Hot Chicken or go online princesshotchicken.com I'm Commander Chuck you're on time traffic News Radio WGNS 100.5, 101.9, 1450. Online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. Welcome back into the action line as we kick off the fourth quarter here. No commercial breaks from here on out, so we'll be with you to the top of the hour. And uh, Truman Jones, of course, due up next hour. That'll be a lot of fun and Rutherford issues soon to follow. Our guest this morning is uh, we welcome them on, Rachel Singer and Thomas Laird. Welcome them back, I should say. They didn't go anywhere. How are you guys? So, uh, Rachel, we wanted to start off. We had a couple of listener questions we were going to get to that kind of they were making us laugh off the air here. So this should be fun to get into. Uh, but the Natural Resource Division, talk about that. Some of the projects that they have coming up. This is something we wanted to uh, make sure we had enough time to cover. Exciting stuff on the horizon. Yes. Uh, so our Natural Resource Division is is fairly new to our park system. It's just coming up on three years since we've developed it, and it has been so beneficial. Um, you know, we've got our great maintenance department, and they're the ones that you see out mowing, um, repairing, pulling trash, um, pressure washing, uh, and, and we couldn't do it without them. We added the natural resource team, um, and they're a little bit more probably behind the scenes than what most people are used to, but they also work outside, and they're working in our natural areas. So we do have four Murfreesboro natural areas, and it's um, Sinking Creek, which is the wetland behind Oakland's, um, and then Murphy Springs, which people know that as the Discovery Center, and um, and uh, Barfield, the backcountry trails. And so uh, all of that does take some management issues, um, you know, to be able to uh, keep it um, keep it free from invasives, keep our trails open. They really focus a lot on our trail work. Um, they're a great team. And so this winter they've been they've been busy, and um, they're actually making new signage for Barfield. So like I said earlier, you'll see a facelift there, and that's our that's our natural resource team as well. But they keep the trails open. Um, they have just planted a pollinator plot at Old Fort Park, and people that are familiar with that park may have seen a bare ground for about two years. It has taken that long to be able to to kind of kill that weed bed there um, and prepare the the soil properly. And now we've gone back and planted um, what we call a pollinator plot. And so that's our native. um, It's going to be grasses and flowers when it starts growing. And it's great for the wildlife. It's a huge benefit, but it's also really pretty. So I want people to be on the lookout in the spring as it starts growing. Um, it'll be a great amenity this summer when it gets into to full force, and our wildlife will really appreciate it, too. Anything from our bees to our hummingbirds. Um, so it's, it's an important area as well as uh, an enhancement visually. So that'll be great. Um, 
they also have just finished up their native plant sale, and uh, that team works really hard. We have a native plant nursery where they um, actually take the seeds from Murfreesboro, like it could be from our parks, it could be from um, individual properties, and they propagate those those plants. And those plants are the best to grow around here. So um, we're able to use them in our park gardens and landscaping. And um, and then, like I said, we just finished up our plant sale where we were able to offer that to the community, and they can take those home and plant them in their landscaping. So again, that helps our wildlife too, uh, to use the native plants. So is that where the pollination plot comes into play? Then a lot of these, uh, the, the natural grasses thing that you guys are going to be growing are things that are just native to Murfreesboro that are good for our for our creatures. Because um, I was thinking pollination plot, I was thinking I was thinking lots of bees. Right. Now, I don't right. know. So is that is that going to be kind of the case then? They're going to be uh, dandelions, things like that, uh, that the that the bees are kind of coming to. It is, um, and it's you know it's it's not going to just be kind of a monoculture where you just see one or two types of flowers. It's going to be sprinkled in with some of our native grasses. Okay. So um, it, it's going to be pretty, and it's really going to help out our pollinators. Very cool. And for myself included, I'm just going to have to get eyes on this thing. Kind of hard to visualize, but I love I love uh, what you're saying. It sounds like that could be a, a pretty pretty neat and unique thing here. It is, and it's right up. By the road it's right next to the old tennis courts um like i said if you drive through it right now it, it looks like a barren you know soil um so it's easy to spot right now <laughs> you know old fort park is it's really a, a, a model for stormwater uh collecting and 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 dealing with stormwater in a unique way in that uh the the adams tennis complex has the permeable pavers so the water uh seeps through as opposed to running off Mm -hmm. Uh, and then we've got several uh areas uh, like rachel's talking about that has native grasses and native plants to help filtrate that water as it goes back into the earth uh, and re-enters our water supply Hmm. Very interesting. That's uh, again, you're learning something new every day. But I, I think that's neat. I didn't know we had native grass. I thought, I thought grass was grass. So here I am learning something new. That is pretty cool. And you know, I, I think uh, one of the things with with this uh, natural resource team you're talking about, the parks are so clean, and that's something I've I've you know had friends in town or, or just showed people for the first time or talked about with, and they say, uh, you know, all the parks are so clean. The grass and all the weeds are, are perfect. You know, the flower beds are perfect. You don't see trash. None of the trash cans are overflowing. Uh, even things like graffitiing the trash cans, you just don't see it. I mean, everything looks is so proper and, and perfect, and that's just hats off to those guys. Yeah, they our really maintenance department job. is great. They're, um, you know, that's a lot of property to keep up with, and they stay busy, and um, they do a great job out there. Yeah, we've got some uh, really good uh, maintenance personnel. Uh, you know, the litter, uh, just the general appearance of the parks, they really take a lot of pride in that. And you don't see it in other communities like you do here. And, you know, some of these guys have been with the department longer than I have. Uh, we've got a couple of 40-year mm-hmm. veterans here in the department. And, uh, you know, they bring a, uh, a, a added culture to where they've seen where we were and where we're at now. Uh, and they really help bring these young people along and serve as wonderful mentors for them uh, so that we're able to establish that good culture uh, that it, that's just the, the expectations uh, to have clean vibrant parks absolutely absolutely it's one of the things that makes murfreesboro mm-hmm. such a special place to live um i know you mentioned earlier uh we were talking a little bit and this is for rachel about uh, some of the outdoor hikes in the winter time we had a listener question uh asking about the hikes at barfield now if you go in that gift shop there is uh just a list of things each month and I've, I've been handed if anybody's been in there the the gal at the counter probably handed you one that will have different hikes and different activities at barfield is that different than what you were talking about earlier or are those two separate 
uh, two separate events. They're, they are always adding stuff at Barfield that aren't necessarily published. Mm-hmm. Um, and we call those our impromptu programs. So, yes, I encourage people to, to walk out there, walk in, ask what's going on today or this week. Uh, they also try to post it on the chalkboard. Um, and then in addition to what I had mentioned earlier, that will be published in our Rec Connection and online. So it's okay. kind of two opportunities there. Wonderful. And the Rec Connection you mentioned comes out beginning of the year, and folks can get that. They can find that online. Is this something they can pick up a hard copy magazine of, or is this an online Well, currently we're not doing our hard copies uh, due to the pandemic. Uh, so a lot of our programs have streamlined and we've uh, reduced. So we're trying to reduce that footprint as well. But you can get it online, murfreesboroparks.com, and it's called the Rec Connection. Uh, but you can also stop in to any of our facilities, and then they have specific information. Uh, for example, if you wanted to get information on water exercises at Sportscom, uh, if you stopped in there, they would be able to, to give you a sheet that was specific to that facility. Uh, but if you just want the overall big picture, uh, the rec connection uh, at murfreesboroparks.com will we'll fill you in for the next few months. Uh, we've got uh, St. Clair Senior Center uh, is open for, open for business, and they are doing that as responsibly as they can. They're taking temperatures at the door. They're limiting the number. But they are offering uh, some exercise classes and uh, organized activities where they're able to monitor and keep people safe. Uh, but, you know, like, for example, the sales program there, uh, that's vital to helping seniors navigate their homes, and uh, it, it gives great ways to, to get up and down to reduce falling uh, and we just felt that that's so important mm-hmm. uh, that we're trying to con- we're continuing to do that uh, in a safe, responsible manner. Uh, but we encourage everybody: if you don't feel safe, uh, you know, you have to to use your own in, uh, intuition. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you do feel safe, we're doing everything we can to, to provide that safe environment. And the great thing about the parks is so many of your guys' programs outside spread Absolutely. out. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, that, that makes that helpful. One of the reasons why you guys said attendance was, was pretty high this year when, when people were able to be there, they were there. Right. And we've been blessed with a mild winter. I mean, it's, it's, it really has been remarkable that we've been, you know, well, what, a week or two ago we were in short sleeves. Mm-hmm. So uh, the weather's been fantastic for uh, the, all these outdoor activities. So hopefully that will continue on as we get into January. Wonderful. Well, I'd like to thank you guys for coming on. Rachel Singer and Thomas Laird, our guests. We did have one more listener question. This is something we talked about off air. I thought this would be a fun one to finish with this morning. Uh, Somebody was, and this is going to take some explaining from you, Rachel. Somebody asked us about the one-eyed hawk at Barfield. (laughs) And if you could kind of dissect that and let us know that it's not a hawk. And and where are we at with that? So I I think maybe um, they had combined a couple of our animals there and morphed them into the one-eyed hawk. But we do have Sadie is the red-tailed hawk. She lives outside uh is she is a non-releasable wild animal so she was actually hit by a car um somewhere around kentucky and went through a lot of rehab and then ended up with us we have an education permit that allows us to keep her and we use her in programming she's one of our wildlife ambassadors so uh, we have people kind of meet her up close and personal and and get that personal connection with her then we have two we used to have two screech owls and one did have one eye and he has passed on unfortunately that was cooper but we still have of Atticus, the screech owl, and he's he can be found in the wilderness station, and he's open for visitors. And probably heard with a name like screech owl, you can probably hear him as well as see. You him. can, <laughs> yep. You can also find a variety of animals at the wilderness station: Always. Uh, turtles, uh, snake, snake. I think there's a possum. possum. You guys have a possum, yep. some birds, salamanders. 
I Tur- love it. Yeah. So awesome. if you're a, a, if if you're from the big city and you, you've recently moved here or, or you're visiting, uh, we encourage you to go to the Wilderness Station <laughs> and get in touch with nature. It's a good, safe place to do it, uh, and they'll educate you so you can enjoy nature on a, a much bigger scale. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much. I uh, wanted to thank you for coming on. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays uh, to you and your team. And uh, can't wait to catch up with you guys next year. Thank you for everything you do. Thank awesome. you. Thank you. Dave. All right. Just about out of time here this morning, guys. But Truman Jones coming up next hour. We got local news right around the corner for you as well. Right now, 8.57, 36 out the door with plenty of sun. We're talking parks and rec. Get out there and check those parks out. Today's a good day for it. Lots of sunshine for you. Take that bike. Go ride it around, walk, walk some trails, go check out some disc golf, a lot to offer, and uh, you can find all that on their website as well. Thank you guys again, and uh, we'll be back with you next hour.